Back with the Didgeridoo. This is Weird Feeling, sponsored by Australian Didgeridoos, mate. <laughs> Throw some shrimp on the barbie, mate. Oh, yeah. Uh, koalas, koalas. Yeah, crocodile, crikey. Ah, uh, that's offensive, mate. Those weird feelings, those blokes. Did they say blokes? Those blokes. Mates, no? Mates, blokes, oh, mate. cunts, all those things. Oh, cans. Cunts. I can't. You're right. Can't, mate. What, what if they were saying can't and we... Misheard it as the other. You're a real cant, man. Oh, you're feeling weird. It was weird. It's a weird feeling. It's uh, weird, 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 weird feeling. How's it going, Tim? How are you doing today? Um, I'm a little hot, as you can tell by my tank top. <sighs> it is pretty humid. It's not hot, it's humid. It's humid. It's like a sauna. I don't have AC. It's good that we're on the ground because heat rises, right? Yeah. How are you? I'm pretty good. Got my second vax oh. this morning. Went well. Welcome to the team. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Whatever, we can't look at okay. each other. Okay. Do your offhand. Okay, look up straight. <laughs> so, so lame. All right, all right. Woo, we're vax. Double vax. Double vax. Yeah, got the Pfizer, got the 5G full on loaded, got fast internet on my arm. I wow. feel good. We really synced this up because last week I got mine and I was experiencing the, the no effect. The fatigue, you had fatigue. Yeah, a little bit. That's it. A little bit, a little bit. All right, that's good. So we're moving forward. Hopefully. COVID is no longer a thing. In two weeks, we can cough in each other's face. And then we can make with a, out. With this close circle of friends that had. With all of our friends, we can make out with all our friends. Yep. Super makeout session. Oh. Orgy. Weird orgy. <laughs> weird orgies. <laughs> Are all orgies not kind of li a little bit weird? I feel like they all have their. Yeah. Like, how do you select who, who, you know, it's like, it's my turn. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, I think you just. You, you just, just dive in. Just dive like, in. Just like jump in and not look back. I've never been in an orgy, so I don't I know. mean, neither have I, but... Pretty interesting, though. It's like, hey, what's up? Do you high-five the other dude? And then... Oh, I, might, the, I don't the know. Girls, don't, like, do you cheer on? It's like, come on, come on. <laughs> you can do it, Stan. Stan. <laughs> I don't know. Stan, you're putting in good work there from the bottom. It's like, oh, yeah, oh, my really God, good that was a good job. sweat. Yeah. It's like, how, how does that work? I think it just, you know, I think for something like that to happen, it just has to be organic, baby. We need to get somebody that's been in an orgy and have a conversation. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. Oh, that we should experience We it. need to get some other people in this room and just figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen this thing about uh, being transracial? Well, funny you mentioned that because the other day I was thinking, you know, how could I improve my life? <laughs> and I was like, you know, I have it pretty good, right? I'm white, I'm male, but how could I how could I just be a better me? And I was like, you know, there are better whites out there, right? 
maybe German, maybe Icelandic. I'm like, what? Maybe, what if I could just change my race to be a better version of myself, a better white? Do you think that's cool? Do you think I could do that? Am, am I allowed to do that? You could do whatever you want, man. Okay. Your body, your mind. Oh, okay. But you're white, though. So I'm white and I'm allowed to be more white. I don't, I don't know how to answer that. Okay. If, if, have you seen the guy Ollie London? I think I have, yeah. So he's came out as transracial mm-hmm. and he identified as Korean. Right. His, his but thing he's English. Is, he's a British guy, right? British guy. Okay. White guy. White guy. Right. Identify as being Korean. That's cool. And how that started is like, he went to go, he went to Korea like nine years ago. Okay. And he was like, oh, I think he went to teach. And then he loved the culture. And then from that trip, he's like, I think I'm Korean now. Hold on. He, so he, let's walk through this. He went to Korea. He experienced what it was like to be there. By teaching, I think. And he was teaching. A teacher, yeah. And after that trip, he's like, I think I'm Korean. Yes, somewhere is like, oh, I think I identify as Korean. I think I've been misracialized. I don't even know what. It's like, how? I mean, he's saying, I think I'm born in the wrong body. I think my body is supposed to be Korean. But he's white. Right, but he feels like he's in the wrong body. Yes. Okay. So what has he done? He had plastic surgery so he could look Korean. So, so what does that entail? I don't know. He facelift, lips, inject. He had like 18 surgeries. Oh, wow. He made his eyes wider, like mine. <laughs> <laughs> so again, racist. So essentially he did yellow face. He went full yellow face. Literally. Like, like this is like ultimate culture appropriation, supreme yellow face like this is the ultimate like cosplay he became korean with 18 different surgeries but the thing is like he became not korean he became just a k-pop lookalike because he identifies for well first of all he says his pronouns is korean and jimin or Okay, but those aren't okay. You know what? Whatever pronoun you want to have, that's fine. But those can't be Korean. But those as a pronoun? Are, yeah, that's not a pronoun. I'm like pro, <laughs> pronoun Canadian. <laughs> uh, he's just a little confused. I think sounds. But like. then the other pronoun was his. I think it's Jimin is like. I think he's a member of BTS. So he identifies as a member of BTS. Yes, that's not being Korean. And, and first of all, like, why are you being K-pop Korean? That's not being Korean. Like that, that's just being like, oh, I identify as like hip hop kind of thing. Wait, you're saying not all Koreans are in a K-pop band? No. <laughs> yeah, obviously not. There's uh, Koreans with big faces. Right. So there's Koreans, <laughs> North Koreans, <laughs> all kinds of Koreans. Like there's all kinds of Asians. Of course. So what you're saying is he he identifies with a very pop culture version of what it is to be Korean. Yes. An idealized unrealistic, really aesthetic forward version of... Commercialized Korea. Commercialized Korea, right. Okay. And so he's like, I don't feel good as a white person. I would feel good as a Korean pop star. Yes. 
Okay. And the Jimin person is an actual human. Right. Okay. I mean, that, I think just the pronouns thing, that's a whole Way other. What, like, yeah. Just, to me, pronouns are cool. Whatever pronoun you want for your gender identity, that's cool. Go ahead. Yeah, whatever you want to be, but like. But trying to be. Another race. Another person and a race as your. That's just like confusing beyond. Like, I feel oh. like what he's doing is like, he's just a cosplay that went full on with the costume. You know what I mean? It's like when you're a cosplay, you like to like, oh, I want to escape and be in this fantasy yeah. world. I want to be part of, I don't know, like the people dress up as what? Final Fantasy characters. Okay, it's cool. Once or twice a year, you go to Comic-Con, you get dressed up. Right, it's a style it's thing. A, it's so a thing. It's, 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 a, like, it's, it's like just a, an aesthetic thing. But him, it's like, I'm Korean and I'm a K-pop lookalike. It's like those Barbie and Ken people that change their face to look like a, like a Barbie and Ken doll. Right. That's to me what it is. It's just more confused. Well, and those people, I mean, they... Look, it's a tricky thing because let's say you feel bad, right? To me, whatever makes you feel good or better about yourself, realistically, is an okay thing as long as you're not hurting anyone else, right? Well, he's being super racist. (laughs) So that's the thing. He's, in this case, it's... To me, it's playing on the line because it's like... You're taking something from another. You're trying to, you're identifying with a culture, but also a very specific part of it, fake part of it. And then you're taking that and saying, that's what I feel like I am. So he's trying to fix himself and make himself feel better. That's cool. But then doing it in a way where it's, it feels wrong. It doesn't feel, it feels fake because he's making music videos. He's having like beef with like actual Korean people. There's a bunch of TikToks and like okay. Instagram videos of like Koreans roasting him, which is pretty funny. See, there's that's the that's to me where there's like, oh, his intentions are off because dude, if, if hold on, hold on. If he were if he were just doing it, if there were just a story covering him because he felt this way and he felt like he wanted to be Korean, right? Yeah. And and that was it. That would somehow be better, but this is like he's doing it and also doing music videos and Goes whatever. Doctor Phil. Okay, so to me, a that's a cry for attention, and yeah. he's looking to make something out of it. So he's not doing it because maybe he's actually confused and hurt. He's just like, oh, I want to be famous and popular, and I want attention. So this is what I'm going to do to get it. Yeah, and then in one of the videos where he goes like he had surge, is like I'm now Korean points at his eyes. Oh, so <laughs> racist. Like, first of all, like you can't just become Korean. There's a whole culture side of it. You know, I, I saw a few like podcasts of actual Koreans talking about it. They were mm-hmm. just like, hey, man, if you're Korean, why, why don't you go to the military? And then maybe we'll accept you as, you know, they have to go to like military school, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, but there's, there's like a whole thing that you can't. Well, gro- it's like me saying, oh, I'm going to become black. Then yeah. I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I felt the racism the whole time. <laughs> it's like, no, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Yeah, you kind of, you can't, you didn't grow up with it, so you don't know what it feels like. I'm getting all amped up. Clearly, <laughs> this is affecting you, and that's As good. As an Asian I, person, it's insulting. I, that totally makes sense. But I guess his feeling is like he doesn't identify as English anymore. He wants, but th- that's the thing, though, like he went to Korea and then he saw it as like, oh, I like this place. I like 
I guess he likes the people, but I don't think he does. But it's just different because it's just like he had an interaction. It's like me traveling to like Berlin. Oh, I like going to Berlin. It's a cool city. I'm not going to be like, I'm going to become a German. It's not this. I don't know. It's like, like I know he's struggled with identity issues. So that's the thing. Like, what if, like, like a trans person, what if he's felt like he was Korean his entire life and in his head he always, I don't, it doesn't seem like in his case it is that because it looks like he's going for attention. Yeah. But let's say if we speak beyond this guy. No, I'm talking specifically to this guy. Well, this guy's. There's like two people that came out as transracial. Yeah, but but maybe there are. Now we're just talking about it for the sake of talking about it, right? Yeah. Let's say there was someone else who wanted, you know. um, I'd say no. So why not? (laughs) Because you just can't. It's not in your DNA. That's the thing. It's like, okay. But I don't know. Like, you know, being trans is totally fine. But you're a race. It's like, it's like me saying, oh, I'm, I'm like, yes, I'm Canadian, but I'm not like white. Like my culture is not that. I'm Cambodian. But if the idea is that it's because you don't feel, you don't feel like you are. Because you don't love thing. yourself enough and you're trying to figure it out. But but that's not the case with trans people. They're, it's not because like, oh, I don't love myself. No, because they're not, they feel like they're born as either a man or a woman. So that's what that's, I'm saying. I'm trying to apply but, that to race. So let's say if you feel, what if I, let's, I'll put it on me. What if I f- woke what if my entire life, for some reason, <laughs> I always felt like I was Korean? Yeah. Right? What if that was how it was, right? Would that be okay? Because that's the same thing as, as what trans people feel, right? To some degree, it's... I'll be honest, I don't, I don't have any authority on that subject. <laughs> neither I don't do, even neither know. do I. We're just, just talk- talk- Neither do I. We're talking about it. Yeah, I, I can't answer that because I need to be educated more on how a trans person feel, but I find like being transracial is just more like a, it's not, I don't, it's a, dude, it's a race. It's not like a DNA thing. Like maybe like you feel like you could be a man or a woman, but like, how could you be, maybe I don't know that feeling. Like maybe I should be feeling like, oh yeah, I should be black or white. I don't know. Cause to me, uh, it doesn't seem black and white to me, but maybe that's because also I'm not, like okay, my honest opinion is I th- it sounds really this, wrong, and it's probably not something that something that you should do. But again, I'll go back to the idea of like do whatever is right for you to make you feel comfortable in your body, right? So uh, to me, it's not a black and white yes or no thing because fifty years ago, I know I'm talking a lot about trans stuff, and I agree with you. We're pretty uneducated from that respect, being like straight male kind of shit. But 50 years ago, a lot of people would have said, what, being trans, that's wrong. That's not normal. That's like black and white. You shouldn't do that, right? Yeah. Now, not everyone, but most of us, most of us people who are whatever, a lot of people feel the right way about it. As in it's, you've always felt that way. You know, you're making yourself feel comfortable, normal, whatever, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. What if in 50 years it's like, you know what? Turns out transracialism is totally cool because, but that's like cultural appropriation to to the yeah. extreme. It's like yeah, I know it's real. it's like culturally, like you can't just become Asian. Like it's like okay, I'm gonna become you becoming Cambodian. Okay, has your parent went through a genocide? Have your parent you know been through poverty and all that? Like there's a whole like yeah, there's a whole thing. There's a whole thing behind it. It's like you just just can't become. A, 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 like a race like you just can't be that it's like oh I'm gonna mm-hmm. become 
I don't know, like Filipino, but I can't identify as that. Like it's just not in my DNA or my genetics, you know? Yeah, especially because there's a whole, I mean, there's so much history of racial divide and, and discrimination yeah. and racism where, especially from like in that case of that guy, a white guy transitioning to another culture is even worse somehow, you know what I mean? Because yeah. you're, it's like, it's like, I think you were saying this before, it's the, like the ultimate white privilege is to change your race to something else, right? You have all the advantages without having to have the consequences. The, the consequences, right? It's like, but that's, that's the thing though. It's like, I, I feel like trans people and, and transracial is like, transracial is like a new thing, right? Or That's it. It's such it's, a new thing. Well, is it new or just to, to me just seems like somebody that is really confused right? and maybe sees himself more as a fan of BTS that wants yeah. to become that person. That's this guy. But it's also I like, agree. This guy to me is like, clearly has deep-seated issues, but also is looking for attention and identity crisis and all that stuff. He's his own thing. It seems like what he's doing is probably hurting himself more than anything. I'm just trying to conceptualize, right, the idea of transracialism. Yeah. And because it feels so new, I'm trying to compare, what I'm trying to do is understand it, right? And I'm trying to compare it to the thing. There's nothing to understand. But I'm trying to approach it like some, but I'm trying to approach it like, like how, people might have approached being trans was a hundred years ago, 200 years ago, you know, where they're just like, that's absurd. A man can't be a woman, right? That's what people felt. So I'm trying to look at it from this perspective of, is there a way for it to be okay? Is there a way where it makes sense? Is there a- No. Are we- (laughs) There's no way. It's just- And I don't have any answer. I I just feel offended for all Koreans, all Asians. It's just- Plus, he doesn't look Korean. You're stuck on this guy, he's and just, I get that. He just looks like a bad, like Hollywood. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on this guy thing. And it's just like he does music videos, and the music videos are super racist. And it's like as him being white doesn't he doesn't see that, you know? Like like there's a lot of cultural things that if you're white, you don't experience the same thing. Yeah. And if you're just jumping on like oh now I'm Korean, but like you grew up maybe like 20 years of your life white. Yeah, it's like oh, now I feel Korean. Like when, like was it after you visit? It's only on that person, right? I'm not sure. Like, but your environment makes you who you are too, though. Mm-hmm. And it's like he didn't live in Korea until he started teaching. I don't know. Like until like you start seeing. To me, it's like somebody that saw something that he liked and became a super fan. Yeah, but it's like um, but I like it as a fan. And maybe I'll dress up as I don't know. I'll dress up as somebody from Slipknot. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, as you like rock or metal, and you're like, all right, my aesthetic is going to be. I that's one it. thing. Because yeah. if he identifies as Korean and Jimin already, that says a lot. Yeah, I think it's a pretty clear argument for this guy. But that's the only guy that came out. <laughs> he came in hot, and it's just like, yo, he's insulting. There's he's no trying way- to teach Koreans how to say Korean words. Yeah, that's how fucked insulting up. is yeah, that? This, this guy's a, okay. This guy's a piece of shit, a privileged guy. No, who, who I'm thinks, not saying he's a piece. Of, I'm just saying that well, he's borderline. He's, he just has mental issues or mental that he needs therapy and just try to figure himself out. He that's sounds very ignorant, right? Because he's very ignorant. Yeah, to me, it's a it's a cold cut uh, black and white argument for this guy. Yeah, but I, to me, it's fun to try to figure out 
in a bigger, wider sense beyond. I don't know. There's if if this guy exists, there's got to be there someone. There was that lady that worked for the. Yeah, she's a. She, that's she, another thing too. But she's, she's like, oh, I identify as black. But she's the same deal where it's like doing it for publicity and like well, wanted to be two. on TV. So hold on, hear me out. Hold on, hold on, hear me out. I was shutting down the border <laughs> stuff. Kidding. You you know what they say about like if you can Tra- think it, it exists, right? No, I I I'm deleting the word transracial in my head. If you can think, hear me out. If you can think it, it exists, right? So if this guy exists, there's got to be some kid somewhere out there who genuinely, maybe they're not white, maybe they're Indian and they feel like they actually should be, let me think of a a good culture. (laughs) They feel like they should be Brazilian. (laughs) Sure, it's like people cheering for like the the no no no. He feels like you know what I was born in India and I just feel like I've never fit in. I don't connect with my culture, but I I I've been watching Brazilian TV shows and I've have friends and I read and I learned the I learned Portuguese and you know I identify. I feel like I I finally found myself. I can as a Brazilian you, person, but I can name you a bunch of people who's like, oh, I went to Japan, I I like the culture, but I don't identify as Japanese. But I'm learning about the culture. I embrace yeah, I it and know. I respect I'm, it. I'm I'm su- I'm <laughs> suggesting this is this is called imagining a scenario where this person exists. That's a terrible imagination. <laughs> For the sake of argument of having a conversation, we are having cause. My my side is is. <laughs> There's no such thing as being transracial. Like you could be whatever you want. They can identify as like. No, apparently it, you can. No, but it's like it's up to. But I find like this maybe it's too close to me because it's like an Asian thing, and I see. That's that why I'm trying to that, too much as like. That's why that's I'm pulling it. Ultimate racism. Yeah, it to him again. It's clear cut with him. I'm trying to pull it away but from him. But that's all I have. That's all we have as examples. That and that. So that's why we try person. to imagine something so we can try to talk about it. Until there's more that comes out, we could talk about it. But I think there's like, like you just can't identify as another race. Like genetically, like you're, it's not in you. All right, fast forward 175 years from now at, at podcast episode 700 or whatever we're at, if it's still going. And it's like, turns Johnny's canceled for saying transracialism is, is not allowed because now we've discovered that actually- You can't cancel you can trans, me. You can trans to whatever race you want to be because we're all equal. There's no racism. It's all cool. There will yeah. never be yeah, no racism happen. until there's- no more white people. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that, brother. No, it's just okay. I'm not. I don't want to sound like like was like a bigot. I'm not that. I don't see being transracial to me right now mm-hmm. as a real thing. I find trans people that's a real thing. It's like, of course, you don't feel like you know like you're in the right body and that you might have been born in the thing. That's possible. Mm-hmm. And you know it, we've seen it, but a race though there's like there's way too many layers before that. It's like okay, may, okay, if he comes up, he was like at age five, I felt like uh, my parents were like I don't know. There's like the upbringing is so different culturally mm-hmm. for you to be able to identify it to a race kind of thing. So your argument here is 
how you grow up, the lived experience of that thing. Yeah, you can't be whatever X uh, race because you didn't have a lived experience. Again, this is just devil's advocate, just for the sake of argument. Okay. <laughs> to me, that's like saying, "Well, you can't be a woman. You weren't brought up like a woman. You didn't have parents who treated you like a woman. So, how is that any different?" Tricking. That's trick questions. <laughs> that's I'm trying to. That's just me trying to wrap my head around it because I get trans being trans. It makes total sense to me. Yeah. It seems too, super okay. So I'm trying to argue the same way for that being okay. So do you know what I mean? I guess. Yeah, I see what you're saying, and I don't. I don't have an answer. I can't answer that to be honest. That's why I think. That's why I think it's an interesting topic because. Like you're having, especially because you're Asian, yeah, your reaction makes total sense, especially the the how things are in the world right now. And my gut feeling too is like, yeah, this doesn't seem like something that you can do, right? This is cultural appropriation to an extreme degree. It feels really wrong. Extreme. It's like yellow face to the fullest. But then you try to think about it more, and I'm trying to see like, is our gut reaction? It's just an identity issue thing. Yeah, which is like. We all battle with that. We all feel like we don't, you know, like I've had identities like, like, hey, I'm Cambodian. I'm in Canada. But if I go back to Cambodia, there's no, it's not home to me, right? Hmm. That's the same thing. But I'm not be like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to make my skin white and become full on Canadian, change my last name to Johnny Trudeau. Johnny Trudeau. <laughs> you know, like he's going full on with, it's, I guess it's, yeah, it's just me probably just, that one person just taking it's just the way it's been represented to like the world is so bad to me yeah it's like okay yes do whatever you want with your face you know that's up to you and but don't you can't just identify as fucking korean you just can't yeah you know it's like do you like cake i i identify as cake though i love cake i went to cake land and there's something that's been missing in my life. It's being a cake. Some would say you can identify you can. As, a, as a cake if you want. If but is there a, an extent where it's like, oh, I'm going to start identifying as a dog? The thing is, as identifying pencil. as a cake doesn't hurt anyone, right? Yeah, I think just the, you're a crazy person. The, the real argument here is that identifying as a culture, as a race, as someone there's not so from a that, lot more. there's potential damage and hurt there f- for other people, right? Yeah. Because like I said, do whatever makes you happy, whatever makes you feel good, as long as you don't hurt anyone else. So if what you're doing is hurting a whole bunch of other people, then it, then it's a problem, right? But there's a respect thing. It's like when, it's like me, if I want to travel somewhere, I'll put in the effort to kind of like understand a little bit the language, the culture. There's different, mm-hmm. you know, there's different ways of acting in different countries. Yeah. So like that, but I feel like that person doesn't, do that. It's just like I want to look like this BTS persona, and then that's what I'm becoming. And now I'm Korean. Yeah, that's it's, how it. That's how it's presented to me right now. Yeah, or to and, us and, and 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 it, to everyone. It, to it everyone, looks yeah. really bad, and it looks really it's a, like, inappropriate. Yeah, it's a new thing. It's like maybe, like you said, like it's, I don't know, like maybe we're turning to the sci-fi movie, <laughs> and these are things that's changing. Like maybe we'll have. Reptilian people are going to start showing up, and it's like that's the thing. Like, that's okay. the thing. I, th- I think until for- there's more, yeah, prove me wrong. Be like, okay, there's something. There's research that are 
being done. But right now, it's like that's a sorry not to cut you off, but that's a total valid point because again, I'm my all my whole like devil's advocate argument thing is is kind of very from a hypothetical place. Yeah, and I'm trying to compare it to trans, but trans is not a hypothetical. It's very real, and there's so many yeah. people that actually are trans. So it's I'm comparing apples and oranges here, where. Yeah, maybe if there were like thousands or hundreds of thousands or however many people feel transracial, yeah, then you look at it and you start, yeah, trying to figure out whether no data, yeah, there's data. You know. There are like two famous people who one some there's well, there are two people jokers in the media. <laughs> I totally agree. Two people in the media, two white people in the media who were like, "Hey, white. I want to be this other culture because I think it's cooler than what I am." You know what the real problem is? Just us whiteies, we don't have enough culture. No, you do. You know, you have all the Nazis and, the, <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah, no, okay, not not to side, but like the, in the same vein conversation. You should be bleep that part. <laughs> all the Nazis. No, uh, that's a white thing for sure. I as a okay, as a white person in Canada, my ethnicity is uh, poutine. I'm hold on. I'm half Canadian, half Australian. To me, I feel like there's such a. I'm devoid, if that's even a word. I'm void of culture. I feel like I'm lacking. I know that there is a lot of no, Canadian culture. culture. I know that there's a lot of Australian culture, but because the culture, yeah, sorry, but Go the cu- the culture is like the interesting culture from Canada is is all based off of like colonial shit. And it's just always just like pillaging and taking shit from other people. Same thing for Australia. It's like people colonizing criminals. Well, criminals being sent somewhere. Prisoners. What's their culture? All the interesting culture, anything that's interesting from Australia for the most part is Aboriginal. And so it's like, I always feel like I don't have any culture. Well, because you live here though. That's yeah, but different. You, like but if you, I live, but, if I was born in Cambodia, like, Hey, this is my culture, and then. But I don't know. I feel like it's really different because I feel like, like if a Japanese person or Cambodian comes to you, like it's like I'm, you know, I just landed and show me Canadian culture. You know, like you're gonna show them like the Olympic Stadium. That's not Poutine. culture, though. <laughs> yeah. I feel like because culture is rooted in tradition. It's rooted in religion. It's rooted- That's tradition. Ah, <laughs> it sucks. My culture sucks. Saint Patrick's Day. <laughs> That's the thing. But do you know what? Like. And it's not a problem. I have nothing to complain about. It's bland. But that's what I'm I'm saying. You don't have spice. Pepper is spice. I genuinely... Salt and pepper. (laughs) Spicy. (laughs) Oh, shit. He's drunk. (laughs) I'm dropping water. This this trash... Hold on. I actually need to get that. (laughs) It's under my computer. Ah! Should I stop? Or I'm going to do this by myself. Yeah, keep going. Keep rolling. All to say that transracialism is it the thing my take on it i i feel offended it's super racist right now and until more people come like and then there's proof that it's a thing prove me wrong but i don't think it's a thing can't be born and you know identify as another race just doesn't work I think it's okay if you're white and you want to transition to another white culture. That's cool. So maybe I could go up to him like, yo, you fucking chink, you gook. See how he feels about that. <laughs> but see, the thing is, he's white, so it won't actually affect exactly. him. Exactly. That's a problem. See, that's a problem. I can't just, and it's like, oh, I, 
He could just be like, well, now, now I'm white. I don't, <laughs> now I'm white. I don't, I don't care. I don't, I don't see myself being Korean. There's so many racism towards Koreans right now. I don't want to be that. And he could just go back to being white. Just, just See, that's you can't do that. Let us know what you think about this whole transracial thing. Yeah, genuinely. Genuinely. Like your thoughts. I'm interested. Tell me if I'm wrong, if I'm stupid, but I think I'm, maybe I'm not right, but I don't know. That's my, that's my opinion. Don't. Don't cancel me. All right, all the whiteies in the channel who are watching, who are listening, tell Johnny that he's wrong. Tell him, tell him, you know, what is right. Cancel me. Cancel me right now. You can't. <laughs> How can you cancel somebody that does not exist? Doesn't exist. I am transparent. Whoa. <laughs> I think we should probably preface, and maybe we didn't do this, but we're also idiots and we don't really know what we're talking about. Yes. Especially myself. Being who I am, uh, none of you should really listen to what we're saying and take it too seriously. We're trying to educate ourselves and have these conversations. Yeah, it's pretty much that. And we definitely some know topics that we can't answer. Like I like, yeah. always like I can't talk about because I need to educate myself more. So, yeah, but transracial thing, no. <laughs> like I, I, Johnny's take, it's a no. It's a no for me. It's a no for me, dog. I would love, uh, obviously, alternate perspectives on this. Like, I'd love a woman's perspective on this. I'd love a trans person's perspective on this. I'd love other people's perspective on this. So if you have one, shoot it our way. Shoot it our way. Isn't that kind of, I think we covered it. This is an interesting one. Should take a, a water break. Let's take a water break, water break, even though I spilt my water. Weird Feelings returns after this. Make sure you get vaccinated. If you haven't, you're an anti-vaxxer and flat earther. Get vaccinated. 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 Anti-vaxxer. Get vaccinated. 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 If you haven't, you're right. Can't. How about a transition into the movie we watched last week or this week's movie? This week's movie. This week's movie. So the movie that we watched this week, we can cut to the clip of Dennis from Lopez. Dennis, cue us up. Hi, guys. Got your nice movie for you. Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Enjoy. Dude, that was a terrible... Dennis, what the fuck? Could you like say more than two words? I keep asking him. I'm like, yo, can you just elaborate a bit? Was like, like he's like, this is the movie Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> it's not even a goodbye. It's like two seconds. It's like, at least give us something. So, Dennis, I love the time. recommendations. Next time, a couple more words. Low energy. This is the movie. I feel High like energy. he just woke up and he's just like, oh, I gotta find this movie. But I gotta say, he's uh, he's on point with his recommendations. Hey, They're interesting. If you need. Movie suggestion or talk about movies, go hit up Dennis at Lopez. It's on the plaza. Google it. Best store in the city. Best store in the city. But yeah, the movie was Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Let's let's do our before and after reactions and see what we thought. Yep. All right. Cut to roll clip. The clip. Oh, my arm. About to watch uh, second week in a row. Our Criterion Review film. Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. 1970, directed by Russ Meyer. Meyer? Staying in the 70s, but moving down to 
the United States. I haven't seen any trailer. I'm not sure what I'm getting myself into. I'm seeing John Waters in uh, some of the, the little side clips there. There's some cool fonts on it. There's a lot of girls. Well, there's only girls on it, I can see. Probably has something to do with porn. 1970 might be an exploitation movie. I don't know, maybe some hippie stuff. Some nudity, probably. Porn? I don't know. I'll let you know at the end. Let's have a glass of wine this time. I feel like probably might need it. Where would we be today without the great Seaman Barzell? I'd like to strap you on sometime. I left home when I was hungry. Well, different from the last one. Bit of a clearer story, clearer narrative. Okay, first, 70s boobs, number one. A lot of sex, a lot of drugs, kind of rapey, to be honest. Although the film is aware of it, it's aware that like these characters are kind of like forcing themselves on others, men on women, women on men. Second, Z-Man, and yeah, we could talk about that. Shakespearean's tone from him, that another thing. It kept a really fast pace. There was like no lingering, especially for a movie of that era. Kind of like the last one, kind of like House. The weird cuts, the way they were announcing news in the middle, it was it, it just like it ramped up in the middle and it just became so absurd. They would just like jump into the next scene. There was no like setup, someone arrives. It was just like action to action from this dialogue to that dialogue. Great music. Interesting exploration of sexuality, for sure. I guess I was wrong. It wasn't really about uh, pornography. It was more about California slash Hollywood lifestyle, the pitfalls of fame, drugs. Overall, I was I really enjoyed this one. I think there's a lot to talk about, but those are some of the things that stood out for me. All right, that's it for my post-watching review. Back to the pod. So, Beyond okay. the Valley of the Dolls, you had some interesting things to say about it. I looked like I was really confused. I think it's the <laughs> wine. The yeah, too much wine. One glass of wine really took me over the edge there. Wild night <laughs> at the Catch Love. At the Catch Love residence. I like your first thought. <laughs> Number boobs. one, 70s boobs. I mean, there were definitely a lot of boobs. They were nice. There was like a good, like the first 30 minutes at least, was boobs, like weird mm -hmm. cut sex scenes in between. Mm -hmm. But like, they were like at the party and then it cut to like a sex scene. It was just It's weird. wild. But like, you know, Russ Meyer used to, is like a porn director, right? I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. When I went to see Dennis, he told me that. I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, you saw from my before, I, I saw that little clip of... um What's his name? John Waters. John Waters. Yeah. And I, he's really into that that realm, right? Yeah. And so that's why I kind of thought that it would be a little more pornographic than it was. Like it wasn't really about porn. It's like soft porn. It had nudity and, and yeah. erotica, but it wasn't about pornography. Yeah, so no. it's two different things. But before we dive in, let's try to like give a little summary of, of, of the movie. Like what, what is, what's the story? A girl and her band yep. ends up in Hollywood, I guess. Yeah, they LA. head to LA. Then they mingle into like the 
Hollywood Société, like High yeah. Society of Hollywood. And mm-hmm. then they meet this guy, Z-Man, and he's like a manager or like music producer or something. It's a little vague on what he does, but he wants to manage the band, essentially. Yeah. And take it to the next level because he's he's so enthralled by the main character, the singer. They get into that scene. Everybody loves the band. I guess they get bigger. Mm-hmm. And they start catching a little bit of fame. We see them like part of that scene more and like being more bougie, I guess. More drugs, more, more yeah. sex, more... The dark side of Hollywood. Yeah. The music industry pretty much. And then and love the d- story, love triangles. Love triangles, yeah. Love, that becomes a big thing. Love everything. Love, lots of love. Lots of love. And then it turns into a slasher. And then it just switches and switches, turns into a It just a switches in a weird way. Right at the end. Yeah, but we don't want to spoil too much. I mean, you know, we'll we're going to spoil a few, a few things, but everything that's right now. The summary. That's the summary. It's a music industry movie that turns into a slasher. Yeah. Has, I think that's a. I think that's a good summary. It has nudity and boobs. Seventies boobs, N- number one. Nudity <laughs> and boobs. All the men had dreamy eyes. Yeah, you, there's something about like the stare. But no, but I feel like it's something about seventies people, or maybe seventies cinema, where they have this look. It's like a Hollywood look, where, like you said, they look dreamy and like vapid and empty yeah. and like weird. How I saw it, it was a satire of movies from that era. Like, it made fun of a lot of that genre of movies, like exploitation movies. Interesting. Or that 70s style movies. And then I guess there was like the weird, like, the slasher part of it. So you think it's very aware of itself and and it's making fun of... The, the tropes of those of that era of yeah. that era. I th- that's what okay. I, I read it as because I didn't see that at all. I wasn't. I thought that it was being what it was trying to be. So that's interesting. I yeah. didn't think about it like that. No, but like look at the exaggeration and some different cutscenes of like the way they were like announcing some of the the drama or it's just weird. Like hmm. that weird. You know when it ramps up when it's like each character has like a a thing going on. Mm-hmm. That, that part was kind of funny to me because it was like, oh, my God, you drugged me. I have your child. Oh, no, he's he's trying to kill himself. Oh, no, he's paraplegic. We shouldn't be laughing, but these oh, were no, I'm hilarious moments. In oh, no, I'm a lesbian. Oh, no, yeah. I'm a woman. It's like, that part was, I, I laughed because it was funny. That was something that I actually noted down was that it, it, there was such a strong sense of characters, right? They weren't people. It was like, this is this character and this is what they do. It's actually almost reminiscent of House where, you know how all the, the yeah, each, each, yeah, each of yeah. the girls had like their name and that's what their personality was. It was kind of the same in this one where it was like, like a, all right, there's there's the bartender in that and he's like a Nazi. And then there's like a Z-Man and he's maybe trans and this is what he does. And then there's, do you know what I mean? Like it's if, like a, every person was a stereotype kind of thing. Yeah. Like the, the more like the innocent, naive, like girl that just be, went on the scene, which is that the lead singer. Mm-hmm. And then like the manager boyfriend that's jealous kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then the more like introverted, like the, I think the bassist girl was that. Yeah. And then, oh, the super strict lawyer, like, uh, oh, you, 
these people are just hippies and a bunch of people that smoke weed kind of thing. You know, there's that. <laughs> the or, straight guy. You know, like, like every person was like a specific yeah. stereotype. Yeah. And it played really like a major role in the movie too. Like even Z-Man, like Z-Man was like. Ah, but he's Z-Man. But he's different. He's Shakespeare. He's, he's talking the whole movie. That's true. In a Shakespeare theater talk, I guess. He almost reminded me of um, Rocky, oh, Rocky, Rocky Horror Picture yeah. Show, which is very relevant because in the beginning, you know, he presents himself as like a challenge to the boyfriend yeah. of the main singer. Yes. And, and so there's this love triangle of like Z-Man, the boyfriend and manager and the, the lead singer. Yeah. Which to me was actually, uh, as soon as that happened, I was like, ugh, this love triangle thing, I'm so over it. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> Z-Man presents himself as a stereotypical macho kind of dude who's like very Shakespearean and kind of funky. But then at the end, he ends up being a trans character uh, with very vague sexual you know, alignment. And so that was kind of interesting. It subverted that. Yeah, stereotype. Did not bit. expect that. Yeah, but also the characters like so. As much as they were stereotypes, they had no depth in them. Mm-hmm. Like they were just like bodies almost. Yeah, like they didn't really say much. You didn't really know their background. You didn't really know much about them. They were just pretty much saying the lines of the movie. Yeah, even the main characters like you don't really know beyond the surface level emotions that they have. You don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Or what their their desires are, or like what's the character journey? There wasn't really the much. journey was pretty much. I just ended up in the scene. No, no, the story was like she has to go get like. Uh, That's true. Hold on, we left out a major plot point: the money, the money. Yeah. So this this singer, the lead singer in the band, uh, goes to her. Is it her cousin? Her aunt, I her think. Aunt, her, her aunt. Yeah, I think it's her, her mom's sister, something like that, right? who has an inheritance from her family. For a million dollars, which I guess at that time is a lot it's more a lot money. Of money. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. I'll Still take, a lot of money. I'll take a million for dollars sure. right now. And this aunt, for some reason, feels very connected to, to this, this niece of hers and is like, I want to give you a third of my money. I think you deserve it. And she's like, groovy. I'll take it. Whatever. <laughs> so that was kind of a big point. And then it yeah. becomes the people that she dates end up wanting her to get more money out of it. So or like using her, right? They're yeah, just they're trying to like her. take advantage of- For sure. Like the guy, the the other guy, like model dude. The blonde. That, that kind of looks like like Han Solo, not Han Solo, like, uh, like Luke, Luke Skywalker. Skywalker. Like yeah. a, a, be, a like more a attractive, a more attractive Mark Hamill. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. taller. Yeah. But like he was just a dirtbag. He was just like using her for the money, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's another thing I took. So this time I took notes because I had so many ideas that went through my head in-house that uh, I made sure to write them down this time. You had a good take about like the how people are just like forcing themselves on each other. So there's the porn actress who's not incessantly forcing herself on the boyfriend slash, ma- slash manager. Harris, his name was Harris. Harris. Yeah, And he's heartbroken because his his girlfriend is being drawn away by all these other more interesting people. And so she hounds him and he keeps saying, no, I don't want, and then she's like explicitly saying, I want to, basically saying, I want to fuck you. I want to fuck you. I want to fuck you. And he keeps going, no, 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 no. 
And then as he gets sadder and sadder and starts like drinking and doing drugs, he's like slowly giving into her. And then he ends up just becoming like her sex toy. And she, up, up, up until the point where like, she just wants to fuck him whenever, wherever. And he's like, he says this line where he's like, could we just like do it in the bed for once? Cause maybe that would be, that could be exciting. And he's like worn out and like can't get it up. And she, and then when he doesn't give it to her, oh, she, yeah. she flips on him and is like, you're a bad lay, you're a piece of shit. And like walks off, finds some other young guy and like clearly is going to go. That was like the weirdest like transitions, like just finds the dude. He's just walking down like the, the beach steps. I mean, to me, that's like such an abusive, toxic, like, but I do feel like the movie is aware of it. I'm pretty sure it's aware of it. Like, yeah, it can't watch it. And that, you know, that point of view, because the whole movie has a bunch of rapey things. But that's the thing. There are, there are movies in the past. Look, I actually, these movies made me think of James Bond, right? Because the, the kind of Hollywood, the kind of, the look and and James Bond is very like 1970s. The old ones, the Pierce, uh, not Pierce Brosnan, but uh, before that, the the Roger Moore yeah. and the other ones, they're all very exploitative and often very rapey. But the perspective of those Bond films is that they're it's it's like this is cool. You're just being a dude. Whereas in this movie, they're actually showing the the, the quaaludes. Drugs, there's downers. There's no, just- but they're showing the bad the negative side and you feel like the film is not being okay with the- But it's it's part of them talking about that side of like, I of guess Hollywood. Hollywood or that yeah. industry, right? So that's like their point of view or their- uh, So I thought that was a good satire thing. Satire like, of that scene. Yeah, they're, it's, it's commentary, right? It's not just, yeah. doesn't, it's not, it doesn't have the element and then is like okaying it. They're actually saying, even like Z-Men at the end, there's- there's the 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 model, the blonde-haired guy who's oh, yeah. intoxicated under like peyote and uppers and downers, and Z-Man starts like trying to make out with him and coerce him, even though the guy's like, "Look, dude, I'm I'm not into it. I just want to sleep." And then he's he gets pissed off, and what does he end up doing? He murders him <laughs> because he won't sleep with him. Cuts off his head and cuts off his head with the Excalibur. With Excalibur, while being dressed as. Wonder Woman? Not Wonder Woman, no. Superwoman. Superwoman. Which, yeah. But it looked me like he was dressed as a prince. I don't know. It was very vague. Can I read you my list of words that I wrote yeah, down as go I was ahead. Going? Okay. The first thing, so pacing is fast. Hard cuts to Hard, move the yes. story forward. There's literally no lingering. No, the cuts are just like. It's like nonstop. But it's like they're telling the story of every character. Like there's not one single. Like, yes, the girl, the main singer is like the main like character. Mm-hmm. But, but they jump. They jump to everyone has like a story, but they're telling all the story. But by not telling the complete story, it's just mm. jump cuts to like everybody's like problems, every, how they feel, or it just, they cut to every scene but really see, quickly. I thought that that was interesting because again, I'll compare it to like a James Bond film or most films of that era are very slow. And they'll have like, all right, the car drives up, the person walks in, the conversation. You know what I mean? There's yeah. so much setup and so much like lingering and pausing after like moments of dialogue. Whereas in this one, it's literally like you're in the action, they're talking, <laughs> talking, hard cut. Now you're in the party. This is like, <laughs> so to me, that was actually like, this is actually really good filmmaking, especially for the time because. 
they're keeping it going. Like the pacing is on it's point. A, it's a YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, it was just really cut ahead of its time for like short attention span. Yeah. All right. So more words that came across: cross cutting, and then here I'll just read them out: cross cutting, sex, characters, music, and then I wrote more sex. I'm going to have his baby, and I lolled. Dude, that when it ramped up that part where it goes from like. Harris jump like okay. So let's say, just for the for the people who haven't seen the movie, maybe some of you will never watch it. Maybe you already have, but so this Harris character, the boyfriend, who's, who's boyfriend, ma- no, he's like manager and just sleeping with a singer. Well, former boyfriend, former boyfriend, yeah, okay, and super jealous and really down on his luck. The band is playing at this live TV show, and he's had enough. He's up in the rafters. He's looking down, and the irony is that the the band is like, you know what? We should play this song that we've never released that in tribute to Harris because, you know, he's been through some rough times and we just really like him. And I don't think that he actually, I guess he doesn't hear it because he's up in the rafters, he's looking down and he's like, he's like, I don't like it. Fuck this. And he just jumps jumps. and smashes his face. Then he's like paraplegic for a bit. Yeah, he becomes a paraplegic. But then... This one of the he had sex with one of the band members before he jumped. He went. He was. He got. Oh man! This there's this story. There's so many. Like, there's so many. It elements. jumps. So like he gets somebody pregnant. He finds out at the hospital, right? Uh, or I don't think he ever finds out. He doesn't find out. No. Oh no! Like I think she just. No, I think she. He finds out. I don't out, think no. he knows. But then that person goes from like I'm pregnant, abortion. <laughs> She gets an abortion? Yeah. I thought she said she wouldn't. She did, no? No, she said she said she said she had to keep it because what if Harris can never have babies? No, again? but then they go into the thing. Oh man. Remember that scene? They go into the doctor's oh, thing. Oh, it's true. So then and then she falls in love with her fashion designer. Yeah. Because she was kind of a closeted uh, introvert more. Well, introvert alcoholic and does downers. And then on top of that, she's a little unsure of her sexuality, I think. And oh, I didn't see that translate through the screen. Well, she ends up being with her the fashion. It's true. So. Yes. Either she's a manip- Either it's another case of like the, this fashion woman has manipulated her. Into- I think she did. No, because she told her to have the abortion. Oh man, you're true. You're, you're true. You're right. She goes like, yeah, I should, you know, how's that going to look? How's your parents from the? Midwest are gonna think it's true. Of you, or there's so much manipulation a, in, in this. A movie. lot of manipulation, a lot of like gaslighting. Yeah. Okay. So after that, I, so I wrote, "I'm gonna have his baby," and and I wrote, "I lulled because I actually laughed out loud." And then these are the other words that I wrote: rape, trans, Nazi, <laughs> and then I went into some more things of. So the opening credits is the climax of the film. So the, the movie opens with like this crazy montage of like people in costumes running around. Yeah, Someone gets stabbed. Weird. Like you have no idea what's going on. And then the story starts and you actually forget about that whole thing. And then fast forward to the end of the movie, you're at a party, everyone's in character. And suddenly you're like, oh, I've seen some of this before. Oh, this is the thing that happened at this the beginning. Is, yeah. So you suddenly know someone's about to get stabbed. Some shit's about someone's to go down. Died. Okay, but you got to give it. This is really YouTube format. Mm-hmm. Like a good like ten second hook is like, oh, what's going to happen? I want to know more. 
then you watch the whole movie, mm-hmm. and then it's that at the end. But it's true. It's it's literally like here's a highlight of like the craziest shit that happens in the movie, and then yeah, you literally see the Nazi, and you're like, why is there true. a Nazi when the cover is a bunch of girl? Like, but see the thing with the Nazis, like a lot of exploitation movie has Nazis as like a character. At the end, I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, like even just like Harris and the the, the gang. Going and to help uh, the girl. That's the funniest part of the movie. Where he, where okay, so let's set it up. So, so Z-Man had this party. He only a private party. He invites four people over. It's the fashion girl. It's the introvert girl. So, and the two that end up together, Tarzan and Tarzan. Yeah, I guess those three people. Yeah, and him and him. They and all dress the butler. up. And the butler's just there because he lives there. They all dress up into costumes. Z-Man is Superwoman. The butler is a Nazi. The two uh, girls, Batman the, and Robin. Batman and Robin. And, and then and the, the other guy is Tarzan. He's Tarzan. Yeah. yeah he's in the uh, leopard, leopard bikini bottom. Underwear. Speedo. Underwear, speedo. Pretty much. Banana hammock. Uh, fast forward, shit goes down and Z-Man starts killing everyone. Well, he, I think he got pissed because he wouldn't sleep with him and ties up Tarzan. He wanted he wanted the Tarzan guy to uh, identify him as a Superwoman. Oh yes, yes. He 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 showed uh, his breasts that he happened to have. So he kind of announced himself as a woman. So is uh, you know is Z Man trans? Is she? Is it he? This is very relevant to the some of the conversation yeah. earlier. But uh, which is actually kind of interesting, you know that he's that that character is called Z-Man. Like I feel like they they titled they gave them that name because the Z is ambiguous and but it's man, but then it's yeah. a trans character. Like I feel like they're they they're trying to toy with something there. Yeah. Anyway, that character gets rejected and isn't and 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 Tarzan doesn't want to identify him as as superwoman, as a woman, as someone that he wants to sleep with. So he feels rejected and goes kind of crazy and cuts off his head. Cuts off his head. He runs out. Runs the, out. The butler. Kills the butler. He I chases guess the butler witness. down to the beach because the butler's trying to run away. Yeah. Comes back. Stabs the butler, kills him. Yeah. And then runs back up to the house. At this point, the the fashion girl is asleep and the introverted girl is awake and, and has seen the murder and is freaking out and she calls her friends, right? So that they can save her. Now the problem is Z-Man is on the other line as she calls and hears the call. So he's like, I'm going to come get you. <laughs> so this group, uh, Harris and and the, the other the band drummer members, and the, the drummer, singer and- they're like, we got to go save her. It was very Scooby-Doo-ish. Yeah, it had that Scooby-Doo vibes, true. Jump in the car. Now, the funny thing, and well, not funny to be paraplegic, obviously, <laughs> but they're running off to save this girl who's about to get murdered. And then they're like, all right, let's take our time to get Harris in the car, in the wheelchair. They jump in the car. They go to save her. They run out. They run out of the car. And then he's like, he's like wait for me. <laughs> and then they don't wait. And then he's like, he falls out he, of the he car. He falls out the car and then he's paraplegic. So his legs are not working. So he's trying to pull himself. Take There's like the whole scene. He takes the wheelchair, puts his legs on it, mm-hmm. and then gets to that. 
And then I guess when he gets to that, Z-Man trips over him because he gets in through the door. Yeah. They're all fighting Z-Man because he has a gun. And then they kill Z-Man. They, they're struggling with the gun. They, they, they've they tripped over Harris and he's fell again. And then they they shoot Z-Man. He dies. Yeah. And then you then it cuts to, you see Harris lying there. You get a close-up of his foot because someone tripped over him and he fell. And his foot, his little toe wiggles. And like everyone is horrified, right? Their friend is murdered. Z-Man is murdered. It's a, it's a, it's a horrible tragedy. And then Z- Harris is like, I can, I, I can feel my, my feet. <laughs> my toes is wiggly. And the girl, the singer is like, <gasps> and like he gets up and suddenly just- and he's like, I can walk. <laughs> that was so. No. And then instantly everyone is like, oh. <laughs> This is great. And it like cuts away and like forgets about everything. Forget about the murders. Yeah. Not not important. But see, that's the fast paced movie. That was hilarious. And then it just cuts into like them walking in a field and life is good. And then it goes into that end title of each character, which is a very specific thing. Yeah. Right. It's like this weird moral diatribe about like this character did this. And because they did this. You saw that they had a bad result. It was to me it was very preachy. It was kind of weird because the I whole movie—it's it, meant to be that. But the whole movie felt like free and like seventies and like whatever. And then the end was like, "See, kids, that's why you don't cheat, and that's why you don't do drugs, but and that's, that's why movies of that era." I feel like every segment as a chapter is a satire of a specific genre or movie or. Mm. Like that's how I I saw it mostly. Like the beginning was like a pure on exploitation or like right. soft erotic movie because it was like literally thirty minutes of just partying and then drugs and drugs sex. and sex, and then it goes more into like the supercuts of like the characters going through their their shit. Yeah, and then it goes into a, a slasher movie, which is the ending, and then it goes into that weird ending that morality of like morale, morality. So it's like so they're making fun of that. They're making fun of that whole generation of the 70s, uh, how movies were made. Like, I'm pretty sure if we watch hmm. other movies that are not meant to make, be funny, that's how it is. Right. Maybe I took it too seriously. Maybe yeah, you, the- you, I watched it more as a like a, a, like a throwaway. Hmm. Like, this is what it is. But there's a lot of, when you watch the movie technically, there's a lot of things that you recognize of like, oh, they do that in the 70s. It was like specific. Like a lot of that crossfade, overlap type of scene when the yep. band is playing and then you could see like Z-Man oh, versus yeah. Harris, the girl. That was interesting. Just the way they cut <laughs> the dance scenes and the singing or like having music very present. You know, like you could see like influences that Quentin Tarantino took that for his movies. You know, yep. like the, the Japanese band in Kill Bill, mm-hmm. the girl's band, you know, there's like you could see like all the elements. Like the movie was good. I suggest people should watch it. It's interesting. I think in my in my post thing, I said I'm not sure if I like it. Overall, I enjoyed it. I had some laughs. I had some laughs in the middle. The beginning, I was just more like, yeah, what is this going? The only things that the only two things I didn't like is that when it was like that love triangle thing, I'm like. This is boring. Get out of here. And yeah. then and then the morality thing at the end. But if it's satire, then I'm cool with it. All right. So this I only found out today after watching the film. Cause like I like we said, we don't do research. We don't know anything about it beforehand. We go in blind. Going blind. So I found out the most interesting fact about this film. 
is the the script writer. Oh yes, your boy, Roger Ebert. <laughs> Two thumbs up. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yes, he wrote this. <laughs> he wrote, but I think it's it's my it's mind. Last, my mind is blown. Yeah, because to me, this is such. You know, he's such like he's the quintessential movie critiquer reviewer. And he always comes across a little clean, a little uptight, a little square. And then he has this script that he's written that's like satiring this whole genre of of film, this era of film. And there's like nudity and drugs and like the narrative is all over the place. And I thought it was so wild. Back to the satire. That might be his ultimate critique of Ooh. cinema right there. Maybe it is. In video form or whatever. But yeah, I, I didn't know that either until you told me. It was like, all right. That's, that's wild. Yeah. Now, do you, I, I wish I knew this and I should have looked this up, but do you know whether he's written any other films, any other scripts? I think that's the only thing. After that, he stopped, I think. Yeah, maybe he realized it wasn't quite for him. Yeah. You'd have to talk to Dennis. Dennis knows a lot more. Like we got to have Dennis on the pod. He's got to come in and talk about some movies. Yeah, we should. Dennis, what do you? Do? We should do it at Lopez. Only if he says more than five words. Next, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was a great suggestion. I suggest everyone here, if you haven't watched it by the time this podcast comes out, go and rent it, stream it, buy it. It's available at Lopez on Blu-ray. Check and watch it and let us know what your thoughts are. Leave us a comment. Follow us on Instagram. And uh, before we, before we, before we go, we need a rating. Double D's on. <laughs> come up with your rating. You say it like you want to say it. I'll come up with mine. You go first this time. On a scale of one to five, I, I would give it like a as far a four. I really enjoyed it. I think uh, caught me off guard because I wasn't expecting it, and that type of movie of like that type of storytelling was new to me, I guess. But not new, like I understood the genre and the satire, but I just enjoyed like the whole like absurdity of like how it ramped up till the end. Mm-hmm. So a good four on a five. Very good. Personally, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a six point five. I'm having his babies out of ten <laughs> Roger Eberts. Nice. Enjoyed it? Not the best. Not I want to watch worst. it again. I really like how we're going into them like really blind. Honestly, like as someone who already watches lots of movies and TV shows, like this is such a fun way to watch something. I'd love going in with like, that's why I don't really like trailers, right? Because it, it shapes your expectations so much. And the context of a film and how you watch it is is really important. So I, I love what we do where we're, we're going in completely blind open, no expectations, right? Yeah. You get the cover, the title, that's about it, and you go in and you're focused. It's great. Just like a first date. <laughs> Just like, like a first date. You don't know what to expect. You go in like a blind date. You go in- Go in as Stevie Wonder. <laughs> you go in as Superwoman, and if you get turned down, just kill everyone. It's kill fine. everybody. It's fine. That's our movie of the week. <laughs> How do we wrap these things up again? We did. We talked we just, a lot. We we talked a lot. I think we've said enough this time. That everyone, if 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 you're this far in the podcast, let us know. I want you to put uh, five question marks in the comments, followed <laughs> by a big thank you. We love you. Yes. 
We'll see you. And we'll know that you're a real fan. We'll see you next week where we'll talk more things, educate ourselves on things. Let's keep getting smarter. We're getting smarter, weird. everything. Hope we guys learn things. Hope, hope, you, hope learn. you guys learn things with us, <laughs> with us, guys who are learning things. Our podcast is just about whatever. We're, we're just, smart. We just talk a lot. We're educated. I'm uneducated. Kids. I want to do a song. Rap, 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 wrap it up. This is the end That's of the show. Weird Feelings. Wrap it up. Weird, wrap it up. Weird Feelings. No, different song. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Rap, it's rap, the rap, end rap. of the song. Boom, boom. Wrap it up. Boom, wrap boom. it up. It's the end boom, of the boom. pod. The boom, pod boom. is boom, ending. Boom. It's time to go. Johnny has a prick in his arm. It's starting to show. His arm hurts. He can't lift it up. His arm hurts. He can't lift it up. Just like his soul doesn't work. I don't know what to do with my arms in this position. Next time I'm just going to talk like this. Oh, I do a lot of the arm crossing thing like this. I yeah. kind of tuck in. Yeah, I did that a lot. You got to go. It's, it's not a natural We're getting thing. comfortable. Thanks for watching. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Are you still recording? Are you stopped? Yeah. I'm still recording that audio of that. <laughs> All right, cut. Cut.